Welcome to Chapters of Motherhood. This is a weekly podcast about this hashtag mom life that is motherhood with all the struggles, chaos, and true blessings that come with the title mom. I am your host, Veronica. At 17 years old, I became a mom for the first time. And at 41, I had a water birth for my fifth baby. The goal of this podcast is to share with you my motherhood experience and hopefully help you realize that you are not alone in your own mom life journey. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, working mom, or a single mom, from potty training struggles, bedtime snuggles, and everything in between, the good, the bad, and the ugly, I share your frustrations and your joys. Every week is a different chapter of motherhood. Did you know that Family Friendly CBD doesn't just carry CBD products, although the CBD products are great. There's a healing cream, there's a sleep aid, there's an energy burst that all do have CBD, but we also offer products that are non-CBD like skincare line and extreme shakes and Super 7 supplements. Click on the link on the website for more information as to what products are CBD and what products are not. And again, We have a skincare line, pet line, nutrition, and of course, CBD oil drops. Hi, and welcome back to Chapters of Motherhood podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about holiday traditions. I do have a few. I have some that I would like to turn them into traditions, and then there are some holidays that I wasn't raised celebrating it. So, I do want to change it. So if you have any suggestions or what you do for these holidays and your traditions, please click on the link that says send me a message and it'll direct you right to Anchor and you can leave me a voicemail message like that. Or you can always uh, DM me in my Instagram or, you know, write a comment on Instagram or on Twitter. So whatever you decide. But yeah, let me know what your traditions are. I'd like to know. But before we get into that, I do want to announce the winners of the giveaway contest that I had. I actually had three winners. I had Andrea, Darlene, and Jessica. They all won the Halo Glow Kit trial. So thank you so much, girls, for your reviews and your comments and your kind words. I really do appreciate them. And of course, just because the contest is over doesn't mean that I wouldn't appreciate more reviews and comments from you. So if you haven't yet and you would like to drop a comment or a review, I would greatly appreciate it. Now back to today's topic, holiday traditions. I didn't really think that I had too many, but I started thinking about it and it it seems like I do. I have a few. So starting with tomorrow's holiday is Thanksgiving. It actually happens to be my favorite holiday and I'll tell you why. And it's because we're getting together for no other reason other than to give thanks and be with family and share a meal. And to me, that just means a lot. It just means a lot that you can get together with family, or at least in my circumstances, we have a large family of extended family, and we all get together to share a meal and to give thanks. And in the past, my parents would host. Thanksgiving every year. They hosted Thanksgiving, I would have to say, for about 
20, almost 30 years, they hosted Thanksgiving where everybody would just show up. You didn't need an invitation. They knew Thanksgiving was at the Romero's house and everybody would just show up. Now, I've been doing the turkey. I've been making the turkey for Thanksgiving for the last 25 years. This Thanksgiving would make it 25 years. And we usually have two or three Thanksgiving turkeys. And one of my favorite parts is before we start eating, my mom does a prayer. She's, you know, very Catholic, and she pulls out her Bible, and she reads a passage from it, and then she makes a prayer. And then after the prayer, we go around the table pretty much, asking everybody if they would like to give special thanks for what happened that year for them. And it's usually, you know, giving thanks that, you know, a healthy baby was born, uh, giving thanks that the family is together, giving thanks that business has picked up, you know, whatever it is that you want to share, we're able to share. And I think that's a great tradition, you know. We also give that opportunity to express that we're missing a past loved one that had just passed that year. If we had a health scare, we use that opportunity to give thanks and or just let everybody know that we are grateful to have them in our lives. And then we eat and hang out and play. We used to play uh, poker. I remember that that was something that we do every year. As a family, we get together and we play poker, not for funsies, for money. Okay. And that's a lot of fun. I, I don't want to advocate gambling, you know, at family functions, but that's our thing. That's what we do. We play poker. And another tradition that I made by myself or for myself, that is, is like I mentioned, I've been making turkey for the last 25 years. And I started a tradition that I just didn't even realize I was doing it. But one year, I, in the very beginning, it must have been like the second time that I started uh, making the turkey, as I was waiting for it, because, you know, you have to like baste it and you have to be, you know, keeping a good eye on it to make sure it doesn't dry out. So what I started doing is I started watching a movie. It's an old movie. It's called It's a Wonderful Life. I'm sure you've heard of it. If you haven't, it's a very old movie. Uh, I think it was made in the 40s or 50s. I'm not really sure. About a man who wished that he was never born. And so an angel comes down and basically shows him this is how much your life would have changed had you never been born. So he finds out that his life affected everybody else that he loved and not just everybody else, but also the town that he was from. And so anyways, for me, every time I put on that movie, I just reflect on my own life, how everybody affects everybody else. And you would need them in your life in order for your life to turn out the way that it is. Anyways, now I'm getting off on another tangent. But my point is, that's my tradition. While I'm waiting for the turkey to be done, I pop in the DVD and I watch It's a Wonderful Life. And I know a lot of people say, oh, but that's a Christmas movie. Whatever. For me, it's a Thanksgiving movie. Now, when Leah was old enough, she started helping me in the kitchen and she started, um, you, know, you know, helping out with the turkey and everything. And so we started the tradition with Adam and Leah and we would sit down and we would watch the movie together. And I don't know when this happened, but she, I guess when we moved and she stayed behind with my parents, she snagged that movie from me. And so 
when I went to look for it to start, you know, my holiday tradition, I'm like, where is my movie? I can't find it. And yes, I know by now I should have bought a new one. You know, it's been like six years. Veronica, what are you doing? Get a new movie. Sorry, I haven't. I haven't even thought of it. But with Netflix and all, I'm pretty sure I can find it for, you know, tomorrow to watch it. But that's my thing. Yeah, Leah kept it and she says it's her favorite movie. Obviously, it brings nostalgia to her and it gives her really warm and fuzzy memories as well. So I guess that's why she kept it. So like I said, for me, Thanksgiving is the best holiday of the year. It's my favorite. It's about food, family, and being grateful for what you have. Next is actually my least favorite holiday. And I know you're going to be shocked by this, but it's Christmas. I really don't like Christmas. I really feel like it's a grin and bear it type of holiday for me. And let me explain why. When I was little, I was the only girl for a long time. For years, I was like the only little baby girl. And to the point where everybody, even my cousins and uncles and everybody would call me mijita, meaning, you know, my little girl in Spanish. And they called me that until I had Adam, (laughs) believe it or not. So until I was about 17. But that was my nickname growing up. And I was very spoiled. Everybody spoiled me. I was, you know, everybody's little girl, including my older cousins, right? And I got a lot of presents because of it. And it started making my younger cousins and my brother jealous because I was getting a bunch of attention from, you know, even their own mom and from their own, like, older brothers and sisters. So I felt very, how can I say it? I was being spoiled and my cousins, my younger cousins were jealous that I was getting all the good presents. And so they weren't sharing in that joy with me. And I get it. You know, we're kids. We were little kids. I'm talking about like I was like six. You know what I mean? Like seven years old and younger. And since then, I've always felt that, you know, Christmas, the meaning has been lost. You know, it's a time to give to others. It's a time to, you know, celebrate and be with your family. And depending on what your religious views are, Traditionally, it's, you know, a very religious holiday. And I just feel that with the presents and, you know, the gifts and who has more and who has better and who spent more money and, you know, how can you give to one person and not the other person? And if there's, you know, children or, you know, just because the child grew up doesn't mean that you stop giving them presents. You know what I mean? It's just I feel like it's very material now and I feel like it's lost. It's magic. And this is me, okay? I'm pretty sure that that doesn't happen in your family. And that's probably not what you're thinking. You're probably saying, Veronica, I love Christmas because I do give back. I'm pretty sure that you're doing it right. For me, the way that I see it is just the girls don't need 50 presents each. You know what I mean? It's like they get over their dolls immediately. They get over their clothes immediately. It's just such a pileup of broken toys and stuffed animals, and they don't need that much more. And I would rather try to change it to a different tradition. Dr. Amanda, who actually uh, told me that she started doing um, adopting families and adopting children for Christmas for the Christmas season and you know and she is part of um, a charity organization where you give to you know the less fortunate people that are are not able to afford Christmas presents for their children 
And I think that's a great idea. That's a great way to give back. And I would like to get the kids involved, especially Sophia and even Emily. They're old enough where they can understand where, you know, we should probably give presents to children that are having a hard time getting a new doll or, you know, a pair of shoes or even Christmas dinner. And so I would like to start trying to figure out how to do that. I'm not very knowledgeable in it, so I can't tell you about it. But I do want to know more about it so that we can turn around and do the same thing. But getting back to the traditions, I remember growing up, our tradition used to be to go to Midnight Mass. And then once Midnight Mass was over, we'd come home and we could open one present and then go to sleep. And then the next morning or that morning, we would wake up and we would tear through all our other presents and then have, you know, you know, we're Mexican, so we would have tamales and pozole and, and stuff like that. So we just kept unwrapping, you know. <laughs> so that used to be our tradition. Um, I do remember one time, and I think I was like four years old, and it happened to be that my uncle was married to um, his ex-wife now, but at the time they were married. And she incorporated a tradition of having him dress up like Santa Claus on Christmas Eve. And they would come over. And I just remember the one time because I was only four years old. And he would come over with presents and start handing them out on Christmas Eve, I think. Or was it Christmas morning? I'm not really sure because, like I said, I was only four. And it only happened one time that I can remember. And because they got divorced after that. So that's actually nice. I wish we can incorporate that too. I don't know if anybody does that kind of tradition. That would be nice. Like, how do you keep the kids thinking that it's Santa Claus? Because even at four years old, my cousin told me, oh, that's just my dad dressed up as Santa. So that kind of ruined the little magic for me that I had. But yeah, I do remember it was uh, one time when I was four. But according to them, she would have him do that every year. And then when I got married the first time, my ex-husband's family used to celebrate Christmas Eve, which really worked out for us because we would go with his family to celebrate Christmas Eve. And then Christmas morning, we would celebrate with my family because my family celebrates Christmas morning. So actually, that would work out. And the same thing with my second ex-husband. They uh, do it both days. They do Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. And they did it because my ex-husband had the same deal with his ex-wife. They would celebrate, they would alternate, you know, Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. So that's how they got used to it. So when we got together, we did the same thing. It's like, look, I can give you every Christmas Eve, but Christmas morning is with my family. So we would have to work that out as well. And now with my husband, we've decided to have his mom because, you know, he was raised by a single mom. He doesn't really have family. So we invite his mom over for Christmas Eve and so she can come over and spend the all the time with the granddaughters that she wants. And then on Christmas morning, we all go. Usually we try to get her to go, but she goes off with her friends on Christmas morning, which is okay because she's already put in her time on Christmas Eve. Um, but uh, we go to my parents' house. Usually it's my parents' house for Christmas morning. Now, this is something that I want to try to incorporate. I'm going to try to see if I can start doing it this year because I got this idea from somebody on Instagram. And what they do, which I thought was super cute, is they get a Christmas Eve 
present, like everybody gets a Christmas Eve present, and it's usually a pajama, hot cocoa, and candy cane, and I think a movie, I believe. And what they do is they let the children open up their Christmas Eve present and they put on their pajamas. So when they wake up the next morning, they can take pictures in their new Christmas pajamas as they're opening their Christmas presents. I thought that was super cute. I think I want to try to start doing that. And, you know, like I said, if you have some great ideas, let me know because I I don't really have too many traditions and I would like to really incorporate them more now that I'm older, now that I know how important it is to hand down traditions. Okay, for New Year's Eve, can you believe that um, I've never gone out party? I Well, actually, let me rephrase that. I've only gone out partying one time for New Year's Eve, and it was um, the first year. Was it the first year or the second year? Yeah, it was the second year that I was divorced the second time. And that was the one and only time that I went out to like a New Year's Eve party and, you know, it was crazy and we got drunk and everything. But talking about traditions, on New Year's Eve, uh, we would all stay home with my family, like my family would stay home and we would stay up until midnight. And my mom has this weird tradition that I'm pretty sure it's a Mexican thing because I see people, (laughs) I see people do it on certain accounts that are, you know, are Mexican related, but What she does is she keeps 12 grapes in a bowl. And when it strikes midnight, you hurry up and you say, you know, Happy New Year to everybody and you hug and you kiss them or whatever. And you have to start eating a grape. And for every grape, you make a wish what you want in the next 12 months, right? So in the next 12 months, you know, you start like, I want a new job. You eat your your grape. I want a new baby. You eat your grape. You know, whatever it is that you're trying to make happen. It's like writing your goals, I guess, but you're eating your grape your gold grapes, if you will. And she also gets empty luggages. It's the hilar- it's so hilarious watching her, but her and her sisters, okay? So they get empty luggages and they start running around the house and running in and out of the house. This is at midnight, okay? So they're running around the house with empty suitcases and out, in and out of the house and towards the car and all that. And they're like, well, this is for travel so we can travel, you know, throughout the year. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> So that's her tradition. You know, like that's what I see her do. I I haven't um I haven't adopted it myself yet because it just it it was just hilarious for me to look at. So I can't imagine what my kids will think if I start doing that. I mean, I'm sure they'll get into it. They'll have fun doing that. But that's what my mom does and her sisters and I mean, I guess it works because they travel a lot. All of them do. But what I would like to do is I would like to go back to what I used to do every January 1st or sometime in January. I would sit down and write all my goals for the year. And I used to do that, especially in a professional setting when I used to work. I used to think, well, what are my goals for this year? How am I going to increase my income? How am I going to uh, reach the next level? How am I going to be top producer, you know, this month or that month? And so... I used to write my goals and I used to go to, you know, certain seminars for real estate so that I can write like business plans, you know, throughout the year. And I used to do that. And I'm thinking, you know what, that was a good thing. I don't know why I stopped doing that. Just because I don't work anymore doesn't mean that or actually, let me rephrase that. Just because I don't work outside of the home anymore doesn't mean that I shouldn't continue to write my goals. 
of what I want done for the household, of what I want done for the children, of how I want to help them improve in their education. And, you know, I think that that would be a good thing to get back into and start writing down my goals for the next 12 months and see whether or not I can achieve them or not. Actually, side note, on my first date with my husband, I had written, I had just done that, right? I had uh, written all my goals and I was keeping them in my purse. And during that date, I started rummaging through my purse. I don't know what I was looking for. I was looking for something and I pulled it out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, these are my goals. I'm like, never mind. I tried to shove them back in. And he goes, wait, let me see, please let me see. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, fine. I'll let you look at my goals. And I had written everything down of what I wanted that year. And he he was actually kind of impressed by it. He's like, you do this? And you're like, when did you do this? Why? And I said, well, I do it every year just so that I can start reaching goals every year. And I just think that that's a cool thing to do again. I, I'm going to try to reincorporate that this year. So next is Valentine's Day. I love Valentine's Day, not just because it's a lover's holiday or it's a made-up Hallmark holiday, you know, whatever. I just think it's a cool day to set aside for your lover, for your friends, and for your children. So what I do every Valentine's Day is I get gifts for the children as well. You know, whether it be chocolate or like, you know, the heart-shaped chocolates or a shirt or, you know, something. So I just want them to understand that that's their day too. And it used to be that, you know, when you go out to eat on Valentine's Day, it's usually a set menu and it's so expensive and you have to get reservations. And it's just, to me, it just seems like it's a lot of work, especially when you're married with children. It just seems like it's a lot of work and it's very expensive and the menu is set. So it's not exactly like if you want, I don't know, let's just say that you're in the mood for lamb chops or whatever. And you get to the restaurant and you are only left with three options, which is a vegetarian option, a chicken or a steak. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, what if I want to deviate from that and just get spaghetti or, you know, whatever it is that you want to get. It's usually just a set menu. So what I had told my husband is instead of going out to eat that day, why don't we go out the day before or the day after? And if you don't want to do that on actual Valentine's Day, I would prefer to stay home and make the meal ourselves. Like we've gone out and got lobster tails from the market and filet mignon from the market as well. And we make our meal at home. And now we can also include the children in our meal as well. And if we want a romantic date, just us, I'd rather go on the day before, the day after, or the weekend after so that we can make sure that we don't overspend and get exactly what we want for the day. Am I being cheap? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but it works. it works out for us. Now, as for Easter... That's one of the holidays that we didn't really celebrate. And it's shocking, isn't it? Because my mom is very Catholic. So Easter is actually more important than Christmas, right? To somebody of the faith. So the only thing we ever did for Easter was go to church. And that was it. We went to church. We went home. And that was it. We wouldn't go out to eat because, you know, at the restaurants, it's very crowded and expensive on Easter. So we didn't even go out to eat. We went to church and that was it. Um, I remember having a Easter egg hunt once, and I think I was already 14 years old at that point. So it was for the, all the younger baby cousins and the older cousins that had had their children. It was for them. 
and we had an Easter egg hunt. For us, we didn't really do anything. Like I didn't even get a new dress. I know people get new dresses and hats and gloves and stuff like that. Um, we didn't. We didn't get anything. We just went to church and that was it. My second ex-husband's family used to celebrate Easter with Easter egg hunts and, you know, the whole nine yards, the new dresses, the hats, everything like that. So that was nice. Because I wasn't raised that way, I don't do it either. So if there's a park that is offering an Easter egg hunt and if we get up early enough for it, then we'll go. But other than that, I don't celebrate it much at all other than getting a basket for the girls. And even that, it's like, I'm like, oh, it's so impractical to get, you know, a basket and fill it up with candy. And then I don't even let them eat the candy. So, you know, what's the point? So that's something that I would like to try to change. Just like I said, to build up traditions for the girls and have them have their memories. So if you have any suggestions, let me know. As for the 4th of July, again, we didn't go to any type of parade or barbecue or host anything growing up, that is. So where we live, we live really close to a college, a community college, and that college used to have a fireworks display on the 3rd and on the 4th. And we could walk out, you know, to our backyard or front yard and watch the whole display. So we didn't really do much. I mean, we would get a few fireworks at the little stands and, you know, that would be it. But we didn't really do anything. Later on, as an adult, my aunt's husband started hosting 4th of July barbecues or we started going to like the actual park with their little festivals and watch the fireworks display. So that's what we've done as an adult. Every year we try to go to one of those types of parks or events. This past year we went to the lake and it wasn't a very good experience. The area that we didn't know where we were going so we picked a bad area. The fireworks weren't all that exciting. And we didn't, I think we just had uh, at home, just us, just us five, had a little barbecue of hamburgers and that was it. We didn't really do much, which again, like I said, I want to change that. I want, I'd rather have better ideas as to how to create better memories for the girls. Now, Halloween is one that is actually pretty big in my family. I don't know why. I don't know why. You tell me. Why did we not celebrate Easter, but we did celebrate Halloween. Doesn't make sense, right? I don't know. But for Halloween, um, it's a big deal because we dress up like my my mom, my dad, all the kids, we all dress up all the time. And um, my parents like get super excited. They, my dad spends like a 100 bucks on candy alone. And I'm not talking about like this time around. I'm talking about for years, he's been spending that much money on candy. And he likes to stay home and, you know, hand out the candy with my mom. And they, they love that. And they used to just let us go off with our friends and our cousins to, you know, go from door to door. And Halloween used to be so much fun. And I remember it being super busy and super crowded. And every house was giving out candy. And it was very few and far in between of a house that didn't give out candy back then growing up, right? Nowadays, oh my gosh, it's far and few in between that do give out candy now. And adults don't dress up anymore, (laughs) which is weird because I do. I insist on it. I want to dress up with my girls. 
I've never had a Halloween party. I've always wanted to have a costume Halloween party, but I've never had it. And I've gone, I've attended a couple, especially kids that were born that day or not that day, but very close to Halloween will host a Halloween can I'm sorry, a Halloween birthday party. So I've, I've done those. Those are a lot of fun. And but that's my tradition. I just basically dress up, pass out candy. Um, we get a jack-o'-lantern every year, but we really don't decorate much. And I think it's only because my mom, she decorates a lot for Halloween and she decorates a lot for Christmas. And it just seems like it's just so much clutter. To me, a turn, it's a big turnoff for me because it's just so much clutter. I, I can admire it. But to me, it just seems like so much work and I just don't want, I just don't have the mental capacity to deal with it, you know, so I don't really do any type of decoration. Like I'll put up a Christmas tree and I'll put up a jack-o'-lantern and that's it. There's really no other decoration that I put up, but I like it. I see it and I like it. With Adam and Leah, I used to go trick-or-treating with them and so did my ex-husband. With the girls now and my husband now, he takes the girls out to trick-or-treat. I stay home. I pass out candy. And that's usually my time where I can actually watch something scary on TV as well because my husband doesn't like watching scary movies and spooky stuff. And I can't watch that stuff around the girls either. They're too young, right? And they're too scared. So they don't want to watch that stuff either. So when he goes out and takes them to Halloween, takes them trick-or-treating, I get to stay home, pass out candy, and watch something scary by myself. So that's it. Short and sweet. Those are my traditions. I'm looking for more traditions. If you have any ideas, drop me a message on any which way that you can. If you want to do it on your phone and email it to me, you can definitely do that. If you want to drop a voicemail message on Anchor, you can do that. If you just want to say or if you just want to write a comment You can do that on Instagram or Twitter or, you know, DM me. But I'm looking for ideas for sure because I want to build memories for these girls. So anyways, that was it. Short and sweet. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving, a Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. Just because I'm saying all this doesn't mean that I'm going on a hiatus. I just want to make sure to get them all out there since this is a holiday tradition episode. Talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, share it with a mom friend. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to Chapters of Motherhood podcast. You can rate and review on Apple Podcast. You can leave me a voicemail message on Anchor FM. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at Chapters of Motherhood or Twitter at Mother Podcaster. Thank you so much for listening. I am your host, Veronica. Tune in each week to find your chapter of motherhood.